welcome to the Story Engine. Thanks for downloading this mini-episode. We hope that you'll be back and check out other episodes in the fight for big water and the forever war between Carthage and Rome. We also encourage you to join our fan page on Facebook for special links and promotions, and to leave your comments. In this episode, we enter the Dark Ages, the post-apocalyptic world after the fall of the Roman Empire. It may be dark, dear listener, but it is definitely not boring, as we will see. I'm Tristan Verboven, and this is The Story Engine. It has been a hundred years since the seven hills of Rome were ravaged by hordes of barbarians. And for a hundred years, Gothic tribes have occupied the skeletal remains of the Roman Empire, while the Romans have all fled east to Asia. And it has been 500 years since the death of Christus, son of God, and Africa, the fertile breadbasket of Europe, once the prosperous colony of the Romans, is now the land of the Vandals, a tribe of Aryan Christians. We begin this episode in the small city of Tripoli, on the eastern reaches of Vandal Africa, in a province called Libya. Nothing much ever happens in Tripoli, and that's just the way they like it. The locals are farmers, Romans for the most part, living a quiet life in the warm African sun. The main square on this particular day is its usual bustle of merchants and seafarers trading goods to be loaded onto ships. So when a young priest walks through the square and climbs up on the fountain, calling out to the crowd around him, the people quickly take notice. Gather round, Roman Christians, gather round. Gather round, Roman Christians, gather round. The curious onlookers slowly start to form a crowd. Come and get your blessings while you can, he calls out. Come and get your blessings, come. The priest hastily makes the sign of the cross and places his hand on the heads of those who approach him. Be blessed while you can, my children, he implores. King Gelimer has announced that our temples will be converted to the Aryan faith. We must make peace with God while we can. The crowd starts to become agitated at these words. It is true, fellow Romans. When our new King Gelimer took the throne from Hilderic, so ended the Vandal friendship with New Rome. All of our temples are to be turned over to the Vandals. Where are we to worship then? Cries out a voice from the crowd. There's scarcely a soul in Tripoli who is not a Christian of Rome. And so it must be, replies the priest. Our faith is all we have left as Romans. The Vandals have taken our lands, they've taken our fortunes, and they left us to toil while they live off the fat of Africa. Without the glory of Christus, what do we have left? What's all this then? Booms a voice from behind the crowd. Break it up, people, move along. A company of armed vandal guards led by a local sheriff pushes its way into the mob. 
The priest stands his ground atop the fountain. These are Romans receiving their last blessing. Romans, interrupts the sheriff. There's no such place as Rome. That's ancient history. This is the kingdom of the Vandals. This is the land of Arians. Rome is dead. And our great King Geyseric saw to it himself. Our new King Gelimer will see that it stays that way. The people of Rome have lived on these lands for centuries. We have known no other home. Well, it's the Vandal home now, shouts the sheriff in return. And it's ours by right. Geyseric claimed it by divine right, by the Barca ring, handed down to him from Hannibal himself and from his father before him, the last treasure of the Vandal King. This is your home by trickery and conquest, the priest replies defiantly. And what of it, snaps the sheriff. It is the Vandal way. Why should we not have a land of our own? Us, who have suffered so terribly against such terrible odds. Our people were driven from our lands, forced to wander the badlands of Europe for 40 years, murdered in the millions by Goths and Huns, left with nothing but our faith. We came to seek the mercy of Rome only to be driven off into the sea. He looks around him. Why are the Vandals so hated by everybody? Our very name has become a slur. Such hatred, and for what? Have we not been kind to the people of Africa? He turns to the crowd. Do we not treat you well? We did not enslave the people of Carthage like the Romans did. We did not burn the city to ashes. Did Geyseric not spare the eternal city of Seven Hills? We love our African brothers and sisters. Then why do you carry weapons? calls out the priest, when we have none. To protect ourselves, of course. He turns and faces the priest. We are constantly under threat from the Moorish tribes, African raiders who attack our Vandal settlers, families with children who look only to make the desert fertile, who only want peace. Now that we have our homeland, all we want is peace. Do you not want peace, Romans? We had peace before you came here, replies the priest. The sheriff, enraged by the priest's impudence, reaches for his sword. Then you shall have it again, he shouts to his men. Arrest him at once! But the guards cannot move. The crowd has formed a circle around them and menace them with rocks and jeers. They lower their spears to hold them back 
out of our way, or we shall arrest you all! The crowd begins chanting wildly, and slowly moving in to torment the guards, who have formed a defensive position. The commands of the sheriff are drowned out by the noise of the mob. The chanting gets louder as the mob moves closer, breaking up the guards' ranks, and confusion quickly takes over. Then, without warning, several men emerge from the crowd. They remove their hoods from their heads to reveal striking blonde locks and tattooed faces. And with daggers from under their cloaks, one by one, they craftily dispatch the disoriented guards. And in an instant, they're all dead. The sheriff is horrified to find himself the last vandal standing. Looking around him in bewilderment, he's violently thrown to the ground by a pale-skinned giant. The assassin thrusts his face nose to nose with the vandal, and in a gothic accent, delivers his message, along with a blade into the vandal's gut. Long live Justinian, Emperor of Rome! This is the story engine. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to like us and give us your feedback. For all the real history experts out there, we have a homework assignment for you. The first listener to go on our Facebook fan page and tell us the actual names of the rebels featured in this episode will win a special prize. It will take some historical research, but I'm sure you are up for the task. Coming soon, the terrible consequences of this rebellion will see the light, and it will all unravel itself on the next episode in full death and destruction, blood and tears, right here at the Story Engine.